Off the back of another Marsh One Day Cup title, WA's all-time leading wicket-taker in one-day cricket, AJ Ty is here with us this afternoon. AJ, welcome and congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, how are you feeling today? What's it like to be part of such a successful group? Um, yeah, feeling really good and, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, we've got such a... a experienced group now and just such a talented uh amazing group of cricketers that you know it is is you look at it from the outside and yeah you just go wow how have they got a team like that on paper obviously there, there was only hardy and and kelly playing yesterday who haven't represented australia and <laughs> a couple of australian representatives like not even getting a game in joel paris hilton cartwright and darcy short so it is. It's a really stacked team, isn't it? I mean, you could have been wearing the green and gold yesterday as a team and you wouldn't have looked out of place at all. Why do you think WA has such a depth of talent right now? Um, well, you, you look at it and, you know, we, we've managed to keep a core, core group together and essentially if you go back, winding back clock probably, I don't know, 10, 11 years now and look at the Under-19 World Cup that was held here in Australia and we had the likes of Ashton Turner, um, Cam Bancroft, Ash Agar, uh, Will Bazisto, who now no longer is, is with WA, but there, there was this group of guys that all played together and have played together at such a young age. And then you, you've thrown in the, the recruits and talents that we've had in like Jason Berendorf and then you know, Mitch Marsh and um, Marcus Stoinis came through a bit earlier than that. And then Josh Phillippe, you know, it, it just, we've been able to, to find these players and turn them into to unbelievable talents. And yeah, it, it's just a, a, a credit to, to the Wacker and the coaching staff from, from 10, 10 years ago and, and the way that they, they've sort of nurtured this group, developed it and taken a chance on a few blokes and yeah, really sort of created this group of guys that yeah, are just incredibly good cricketers. Mm, certainly are. Um, we, we spoke about it briefly off air. I guess the celebrations, being a Wednesday game, a few of the boys flying over today to India for the ODI series. Maybe the celebrations were a little bit tame, so are you going to have a chance to properly celebrate at some point? Um, I'm sure Sure, we probably will come come end of season. Um, you know, we, we've still got our eyes firmly uh, on, on going back-to-back back in the Sheffield Shield and, you know, that that's the main main priority and the main focus now um, for the group, and you know once once that result is, is done and dusted, and either way it goes, well then then we'll probably celebrate a season that has been, and you know be able to get the whole whole playing group together and mm. everyone that represented WA, and you know I think we've pretty much used at some point nearly nearly everyone in our squad, so um, you know that, that deserves a, a celebration, and then we'll have our our annual awards night as well which um you know the guys guys love to get around dress up and uh yeah have some fun how fun was it watching on in the first innings with the likes of josh inglis who was breaking records then cam bancroft comes in uh, then mitch marsh then marcus stoinis the list goes on uh didn't even mention josh Philippi, who opened the batting how exciting is that to be able to watch those guys perform and do what they do best oh it's it's amazing you know it takes any pressure off uh, off us as, as bowlers who who might have to go out there and bat, um, 
you know, these guys are, are just so good. And, you know, we, to, to SA's credit yesterday, they, they started really well with the ball. It was a tough, tricky little period, but um, Bangers and, and Ingo weathered that and, and set a platform for themselves. And then once, once the balls got a little bit older and started to take a few more risks, and Ingo just went went to town. Um, and yeah, you, you say record breaking. I think there was about three or four records broken yesterday by our boys, and to produce that sort of performance in the final is, is astronomical. Mm. Did, did you recognise that you were on record pace at, at some stage in that innings? Um, not really. Uh, obviously, we I, I personally have got no no idea of what the the highest team total or the fastest 50 was or highest individual score like these, these records that they broke the, the only one that we sort of chatted about in the rooms was the highest um, second wicket partnership because I think it was Josh Philippi and Mitch Marsh of 217 uh, back in Karen Walton Oval a, a couple of years ago they set that partnership so they were chatting about it and saying that they're going to have to get go at it again and and change that back to, to their name. So, um, yeah, it was just an incredible day. And, you know, Ingo played unbelievably well. But some of the shots he, he managed to pull out, like the reverse reverse sweeps off quick bowlers for six and stuff, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of lost for words as to what hmm. to say about about him. Did, did the weather come in to, to play in terms of your preparation at all? Because... It, it was very cloudy. There was a lot of overcast, and I think a lot of people expected uh, rain to fall at some point during the match. It, it basically held off the entire time, which was great. But obviously, the DLS method can favour the team batting second a, a lot of times. Did the weather come into play at all for you guys? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not really. Um, we didn't discuss it, or we didn't really talk about it at all. We we did sort of looked at the forecast and they said that there was a chance that it was going to be late so that we would get most of the game in um, and we were confident that if we'd be able to get most of the game in then you know we're, we're good enough to be able to have the team and our team in a position where we can win so um, yeah it, it wasn't really part of our preparation or, or we didn't really factor it in at all yes, yeah. Uh, well, South Australia, they went into bat and they started really well as a matter of fact they were none for 84 were you a little worried early on? What was going through the, the mind early stages of South Australia's innings? Um, yeah, look, full credit to Kelvin Smith on debut. He came out and played his shots and got him going. And our bowlers probably um, were, were a bit full. Uh, you know, we, we love to give the, the bowl a chance to swing, especially with the human conditions we thought it, it would. Um, probably didn't swing as much as we would have liked or had thought it would. But, um, you know, you saw that adjustment from Berendorf once he realised he'd stopped swinging he pulled his length back and then I think he, he really started to, to get on top of of the batsman and then um, it, it showed a blueprint for, for the rest of the bowlers or seam bowlers that you know back of the length is, is harder to hit and probably miss shorter rather than pushing anything up there because you know you look at anything they scored off and it was just basically full bowls that were on the legs or easy to push through covers. So, um, yeah, we, we adjusted well. Um, we were in the very fortunate position of having 387 on the board. So for them to be none for 80 after, what, six or seven overs, yes, they're on pace. But, you know, we've got an incredibly talented bowling group that mm. 
is can suffocate teams very well at times. So we we still had confidence in our boys, and we were just trying to keep our energy high and make sure that we didn't didn't make any mistakes or drop any any crucial chances. Yeah, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? And and the wickets did start to fall. You took the first. It was that of Kelvin Smith. Could you could you talk us through that one? How did you set it up and and eventually take that wicket? No, well, yeah, I didn't probably exactly plan to get him out the way that I did, but um, just following on from what Dorf had done, uh, seeing that he'd run in and hit the wicket, um, that back of a length seemed a lot harder to to hit, and you know, we we saw that in the, the South Australian innings that they didn't really use many slow balls at times. And, you know, especially when guys get off to a good start like that, can I, I just decided to, you know, my skill set is bang it into the wicket at back of the length and, and bowl the odd slow ball, and that's pretty much what I did. Mm. Um, I, I bowled the slow ball, the ball before I think, and then, um, and then just tried to sort of hit a good length, and luckily played a shot that it hit the stickers, and, and uh, AT was standing in the right spot. And tell us about the, the partnership that you have with Ashton Agar because you guys combined for eight wickets in total. Uh, you were three for 34. Ashton was five for... Talk to us about how you combined so well yesterday, uh, you and Ashton. Um, yeah, look, Ashton is an incredible white ball bowler. He's up there with probably um, the best uh, white ball bowler in Australia um, with his record over the last couple of years. And... Um, yeah, you know, he he is so talented and has such control of where he's put the ball that he, he changed the game for us. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to get the first wicket, but then he and I just were able to bowl in a partnership um, and really mount some pressure on on the sack of batsmen. And yeah, you know, that was, again, probably a fortunate position that we were able to, to be in, knowing that they had to keep coming to get our score. Um so then that creates, obviously, more opportunities and more uh, rash shots and a bit of pressure. So, um, yeah, he, he did a great job. And, you know, he and I are very, very close mates. So we love love playing cricket together. And it was just awesome to be able to, A, play, play in the same team as him uh, and, and, B, like, uh, share a bowling partnership with him at the other end. Uh, that final wicket, was there a temptation to throw in a, a Josh Philippi or a Josh Inglis to, to bowl an overall two at all? I know... Matty Arrowsmith uh, on our commentary was calling for it. He wanted to to see what they had to offer. Um, did that thought cross your minds at all, or was it all about just getting the job done as quickly as possible? That would never have entered <laughs> AT's mind for a second. He um, he's just the elite professional. We just wanted to get the job done, um, keep the spirit of the game, and and not sort of take the Mickey as you say. Because I feel personally, I feel that that when you're in, in a final like that. It would be a bit disrespectful to bring on a part-timer when they're nine down um, or a bloke that never really bowls. So, no, uh, AT being the ultimate professional, just got me and Ash back on and gave him the chance to take five. Um, You know, it's something that he'd never done for WA before, so um, in a one-day game. So, yeah, I think uh, it was the right decision um, from from what AT did. Yeah, I think so too. Great, uh, great scenes. Uh, congratulations once again on another Marsh One Day Cup final. So it does bear the question, AJ, can we make it three from three two years in a row? Um, yeah, well, hopefully. That's the plan. We don't go into competitions to try and lose them. So um, we, we've seen and spoken about how, how talented this group is. So, um, 
yeah, it'll definitely be on our, our radar, and we yeah want to want to obviously win as many many games of cricket and as many titles of cricket as we can because it's not not every day that you get the chance. So when you've got a, a good squad and a good uh, of, of people, they're well, We just we just lost you there slightly at the end, but we got the gist of what you were saying. Um, AJ, uh, how do you think the boys? from WA will go over in India in this upcoming ODI series. A fair few have flown over today. Uh, how do you think they'll fare? Um, I think they'll go, go really, really well. Um, you know, they've been in and around the Australian white ball set up now for so long. Um, uh, some of them have obviously played more than others in recent times, but, you know, they've all got an incredible skill set uh, to be able to, to dominate world cricket and, you know, in Indian wickets tend to be pretty pretty flat in in a white ball game, so we'll have to see what what comes up there. But um, yeah, you know they're they're all talented professionals that will get the job done. And what about in this final test? Do you think the Aussies can can tie it up? Yeah, I, I definitely think we can. We uh, we've got off to a good start today, um, and hopefully now we can just limit that one bad session that we have if we if we. Uh, can eliminate that and not collapse in a heap. Well, then, yeah, we'll definitely got the uh, definitely get the the job done. Hopefully, uh, a couple of quick ones before I do let you go. Um, the hair. We should mention the hair. Jacob Landsmere on commentary yesterday likened it to Jason Ackermanis, which I thought was was pretty spot on. Um, so, how will, how long will you be be sporting the the bleach blonde locks? Probably until it grows out. <laughs> And uh, what's coming up for uh, for you following the Marsh One Day Cup? Uh, there's not not much on my radar at all. I think I'm I'm pretty much done my season now until uh, until I go over to North End for the T20 Blast. All right. Well, uh, a lot to look forward to. AJ, uh, a big thanks to you for joining me on the program this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, congratulations once again, and all the very best. Thank you very much. Thank you. There he goes, AJ Ty.